Welcome to The Founder's Mind. This is your host, Adam Mutchler. On today's episode, I have Sean Morrison, the founder and CEO of Collective Mobile. Listen to Sean share about all of her experience in the startup world and learn how, in her words, she is the ultimate multi-hyphenate. Welcome, Sean. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for hopping on. You know, tell us a little bit about what you're working on at the moment. Um, at the moment, I am, well, I have a software development company called Collective Mobile, and I've run that for the last seven years or so. So that's still, that's still going along. Uh, new developments there is we, for, for the longest time, we have been working uh, with startups and entrepreneurs and a lot of ad agencies um, as, as primarily as our client. And I think, I think now with the, um, just the way that, that things are going politically, you know, this new administration, we, we're finding that we're getting a lot more purpose-driven, I think, uh, clients. Sure. And that's kind of exciting. And that's kind of interesting uh, because uh, I think... <clears throat> Being here in the Bay Area, we we have seen uh, no shortage of, you know, technology for the sake of technology. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's really interesting to now start working with clients who are interested in actually using technology to to change the world, to make to make a difference. And so that's a that's a new development in in the business that that is. Uh, evolving but but that we're excited about so there's that um i'm also uh entrepreneur in residence with cross-cultural ventures which is in a seed stage uh venture capital firm uh they're actually based in la and i'm the only one based here in the bay but i've been working with them for the past six months as an eir really just trying to learn as much about venture capital as i can Late, I think late last year, I became a limited partner in Backstage Capital, which is run by Arlen Hamilton. So I think, you know, VC is something that I've been interested in for a really long time. And so um, I'm excited to sort of take a 360 degree <laughs> view of, of venture capital by doing the EIR program and by being an, uh, uh, a founder that's had an exit and also an LP. So I'm excited about uh, that as well. So you're, it sounds like you're only wearing, you know, a couple hats. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just, just coasting along here. Plenty of time in the day to do everything I need to do. <laughs> yeah. I was... I, I try and do like at least a little bit of research mm-hmm. and I have LinkedIn and I've got, you know, your, you have a great website. I love your website. It's very informative <laughs> as to the work that you've done and what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm, I'm curious with founders, what was the sort of the tipping point of getting into your own work? When you say my own work, are you like when you created a, when you started, when you created a company, when you stopped working for, someone else and said, I'm going to, I'm going to build something myself. Mm-hmm. Or not yourself, but you're going to be the driver of the building. Right. Obviously you work with people. So I, you know, I think that was something that was always there in a sense. Um, I think for better or for worse, I wasn't ready to mm-hmm. pursue it previously. <laughs> and I just got to a point um, 
I, I, I've got a, a history in advertising, being a project manager, and uh, I had been mumbling to myself. <laughs> it makes me sound crazy, but I've been thinking to myself uh, for quite some time that the traditional agency model uh, needed to change. Um, and I didn't see, I didn't really see a way to change it from, from within. I thought it was just, you know, I would have to step out and do my own thing, you know, and I don't know how much you know about agencies, but you know, it's like big agencies, they vie for clients. They want to become agency of record. They charge big retainers. They assign a big team, you know, and I just felt like little by little, the innovation and the creativity was being sucked out of, you know, whatever we were doing. Um, and so yeah. I think yeah. that was part of the, the impetus for me to do that. Um, I, I also like to say that uh, I'm, I'm West Indian. So the idea of having more than one job is not foreign to me. <laughs> and that, that just sort of, you know, that just sort of aligns with the, 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 the ethos of being an immigrant, right? Yeah doing what you need to do to uh to, to get it done and yeah. so I, I was just always like well at some point I, I just I need to go off and do this I have had this idea rumbling in the back of my mind and so I think you know finally in around 2010 was was the the right moment I felt for me to do that how did you take that leap because it's a big leap <laughs> um <laughs> I, well, I thought about it for, for probably about three months. Uh-huh. And then I was, le- I was leading a, a, a subsidiary of a larger agency when I would decided to. So it wasn't like I could give like two weeks notice. I had to give, well, I felt, you know, in order to be responsible and to assist in finding someone new to take over that I should give us a lot more notice. So I think I gave, I believe I gave, three months notice after I thought about it long and hard for three months and set everything up. And then I gave three months notice and agreed to do any training and, you know, and made sure that the transition was smooth for my team. Um, so I did that. And funnily enough, my, the CEO at the time thought that I was bluffing. He thought that I just really like, this was a negotiation tactic and I Mm -hmm. wanted more money. And so he didn't, uh, in fact, he refused to try to find someone to replace me until like a month out when he was like, okay, so what do you want? And I was like, I don't want anything. I really am leaving. And you really should try to find someone to replace me. (laughs) Um, And I think he let it go for another week. And then he sent, he sent the COO in to ask me to stay an extra month. And I said, no, I, I, I literally gave you three months and I'm ready to go do this thing and I have to do this thing. And yeah, I would yeah. feel really horribly if I didn't do it and now just sat around for another month after this. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, we, we, we did it that way and we're actually really good friends now, he and I, but sure. I, he, he just didn't, he didn't think that I was ready to do it. Um, and, uh, and I was, and I did, and I'm glad that I did. <laughs> the, I mean, I will say this. It was terrifying. Sure. It was probably one of the scariest things that I've ever done. Okay. Um, um, but as I always say as well, it's, it's definitely 
one of the most rewarding things I've ever done, you know? Yeah. There's, I always find, I'm always enamored by the, uh, this picture of entrepreneurship and starting your own company of being like very glamorous. Oh, and, and <laughs> yeah. And like the ultimate, you know, it is amazing if you have the stomach for it and it excites you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it really kind of reveals to you who you really are. And I also often say that everyone doesn't have to be an entrepreneur, right? If you, if you aren't cut out for it, no one's forcing you to do it. Um, it's, it's, it just, it's a different kind of person. And I, I think that if I would not done it when, when I had, eventually I think I would have gotten here because it's just, it's just kind of how I'm wired. Yeah. Um, um, but it's not, it's definitely not for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, not, mm-hmm. not, not famous ones, just people that have their own business, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so my, my mom has her own business, my dad, my brother, my grandparents have been retired, but have been artists and writers for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And so the notion of doing your own thing was baked into my childhood. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just what my family did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think sometimes you have these examples everywhere and sometimes you have people that break into the space Yeah, yeah. Um, that say there's this itch or something pulling. You mentioned West Indian and mm-hmm. sort of this idea of many hats yeah. to get things done is, is part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what gets you energized about the work you're doing now? I mean, you're doing a lot of things, you know, you're, you're, you're working, you're doing this thing out of cross, cross-cultural ventures and you've got your company and... You're an LP, you know, at a at a VC mm-hmm. company in backstage. What gets you mm-hmm. excited about the work, and what gets you energized about the work that you're doing? What gets me excited about the new direction that we've taken with Collective Mobile is is making a difference. I think, you know, for and I could be wrong with this assumption. Mm-hmm. I think when I first started the company <clears throat> and we're making apps, you know, there there are a few apps that that we created that I wasn't particularly proud of. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, it's not my job to be proud of them. People pay us to, to create their apps, but you know what I mean? We don't, we don't get, but there was somewhere I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> why are we, why are you building this application? Yes. Like what is the real driving reason behind this? I don't understand it. And I think that now um, I can speak with a sense of pride about some of the work that we've done. Mm-hmm. And and it's not that I wasn't proud before. It was just that, you know, it wasn't like, this is really going to make a difference, you yeah. know? Um, uh, one, of, one of our clients is, I think she is flying to South Africa to present an app that we created to a group of uh, doctors mm-hmm. was, uh, around uh, reproductive health for, for women in the developing world. And so stuff like that gets, you know what I mean? That's exciting because you know that, you know, it's not going to be some random app that someone's just going to download and have on their phone for maybe a couple of weeks and then they're going to delete it. This is really sort of changing lives or the goal is to change lives anyway. Um, with the work, it, that, that, that I'm doing in terms of VC, 
I think that that's equally as impactful. I think that there's a real opportunity to make a change um, from the, and, and, you know, I think being a, a black woman who has a software development company in Silicon Valley is, I, I don't think that that's a small thing. Um, and I think it's a way to sort of change the narrative, but I think there's bigger work to do when it comes to VC, right? I think that we, we have, we've, we've done a significant amount of work with encouraging uh, women and people of color to, to start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people, people talk about, oh, where's the, where's the black Zuckerberg? I don't think we're going <laughs> to the black Zuckerberg unless there's significant VC funding going to those companies, right? Because it's one thing to start a company. Yeah. But to scale a company, you need money. You need, you need a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, that only happens through the VC system. Um, yeah. So I think that seeing people like me um, in a position to make decisions like that could change things. So that's why I'm really excited. I yeah. think both just about the ability to be able to, to make a significant change. Well, something that I'm always curious about, and I know that I do executive coaching and I work with founders and executives of startups mm-hmm. and different entrepreneurs. And there are all these conversations that we have internally mm-hmm. uh, that can get in the way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the difference between, you, you mentioned Zuckerberg's, it's the difference between being a Zuckerberg or a Warren Buffett mm-hmm. and not is like putting those conversations to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, What's a conversation that you've that you've been working through, if you if you're willing to share, that you've been able to sort of put to bed? Oh, just just that I'm not good enough, that yeah. that I that I don't belong mm-hmm. there, um, and I, I that's something that I I still deal with to this day. Um, but I think I've been I've I've been able to push it. <laughs> to, <laughs> it comes back, believe you me, it comes back. But um, I've sort of, how how do I put this? I've sort of gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. You know, um, it, it, it sort of drives me and I move through the discomfort um, by pushing that voice out. And then when I get to the other side, I always am like, oh, that wasn't that bad. So it empowers me to be able to push through something else that I, you know, that I think I shouldn't be doing or push to be somewhere that I think I don't, I don't belong. Yeah. Um, but those are, you know, I do realize that some people don't get past that, mm-hmm. uh, but you just have to, you really, really have to, or you really won't, you won't, you won't, you won't do much and you won't reach your full potential. And, and that would be such a waste, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah. What, and it's um, important to know that a lot of people um, especially people that we think are successful struggle with that as well, right? Yeah. It's not I, like some people think, oh, it's just me. It's like, no, it's not. It's not at all. We all we all go through that. Yeah. Howard, Howard Schultz, the former CEO of Starbucks, talked about that. He said, one thing that CEOs don't talk enough about publicly is the doubt that everyone has. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right. Like the doubt. And, but when he, when he said everyone, he meant like himself and other elite, you know, CEOs, like the top 1% of CEOs that we Mm -hmm. actually hear about and admire. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great point. Do you have any, besides being comfortable with 
being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. which I understand from the work that I do. Do you have any advice or tips on developing that comfort? The way that I do it is I, I journal. I've kept a journal since I was probably about nine. Um, and I have volumes and volumes and <laughs> volumes of of my 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 doubt wow. <laughs> in books. And so for me, sometimes it helps to go back and read where I was a year ago, where I was five years ago, what I was struggling with, and and to be able to say, hey, here's what here's what you thought, and here's where you really are. That's amazing. Um, I just think it helps because the the mind is so powerful. It can, you know, if if I don't stop my mind, that thing just goes and goes and goes and goes. And sometimes I think writing just helps me to to process some of it out and just Mm -hmm. to get it out. Um, Even if it's not the most positive thing, at least I've I've written it out. I've, you know, I've I've left it there on the page and I can always come back and revisit it. Um, but once I get that out of my system in that way, then I can move on to more more important things. Yeah, it's a we we have a supercomputer on our shoulders, and we have to we have to learn at least a couple tricks to to keep it focused or to keep Absolutely. it on its tracks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That and running um, helps me. Um, I I can lace up and go for a long run and just you know process stuff out that way um so that helps too nice yeah i have a similar i don't run a lot although i should definitely run more (laughs) (laughs) but i actually find i experience some of the more more clear moments uh when i run because there doesn't seem to be anything in the way no no yeah i i definitely i i like you, I should probably run more. I think I've been caught up in moving, so I haven't gotten out as much as I've liked. But it is one thing that I, I, I can always look to, you know, to, to help clear my mind or lift my mood. Yeah. So, yeah. What I'm always curious about advice. There's tons of advice out there. Um, what's one of the better pieces of advice you've received at, as a founder in, in your founder role? As a founder? Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, I've gotten so much, but I <laughs> probably, probably the, the 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 best one um, was from um, someone that I worked with. Who, one of the few people that I told I was going off to start my business, and I was I was nervous and I was scared and and. He said, and I often actually, I've turned, I've, I've started to give this advice to, to founders as well. It's like, if you're thinking of doing something, just do it now. Don't overthink it. Just yeah. do it. What's the worst that can happen? Um, don't wait. And that's what he told me. And I think that was definitely the, that stayed with me. It has stayed with me. And it really was, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I got, I, I've got to do this, you know? Yeah around for six more months and think about it um so i think that was that was a great piece of advice i will i will step it up a notch and tell you um i was talking to um a vc i try to speak to as many vcs as i can because i'm trying to learn so much and i was speaking with aileen lee who is a 
powerhouse uh, venture capitalist. She coined the term uni unicorn. And uh, popular you know, term these days. Yeah, I was asking, asking, you know, how do I balance everything? And she was like, look, we need you on the field. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just, we need you on the field. Like, figure out the best balance for all the other stuff, but people need to see you. People need to know that you exist. And I think that just really, you know, after meeting with her and driving back, driving back to Oakland, it just kind of lit a fire. And I think it was the right the right thing for her to say to me at the right time. <laughs> so yeah. that that's probably the, the second best piece of advice that I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one and two, and I bet at different times they're interchangeable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but she, she, you know, she just basically was, I respond better to, to that kind of like, you know what, <laughs> just do it. Kind of <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one that likes to be coddled. I don't, I don't coddle. So, you know, when you can just cut, to the chase and tell me I, I i respond better and i think yeah we needed to hear that well there's also so much more in life telling us not to do it yeah i mean whether it's just you know like historical context cultural mm -hmm. your community mm -hmm. there's usually so much saying don't do the thing that's risky yeah because uh, it's not the it's not the safest bet mm -hmm. right um but then it comes to that conversation that you had when they asked you to stay for a month. It's like, mm -hmm. but then I'm just going to literally be wasting away for a month. Yeah. And, 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 and my soul would be so unhappy because it knows what it needs to do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, th I definitely think if you, if you are not uh, pursuing those things that you know you need to. I, I do believe that a little bit of you dies. Every <laughs> I do. I think, you know, and it's not like, I don't mean a literal death. I understand. Just some, you know, something just slips away. You have, you have to do these things, you know? What's one thing you know now you wish you had known when you started the, your, uh, your founder journey? Um, well, I think probably a couple of things, but one of the things that I, that I know now that I didn't think I knew, well, I definitely didn't know when I started my business was just, I'm, I'm able now to understand the ebb and flow of my business in a way that I didn't before, um, in terms of, um, just, just when things are going to come in. So now I understand that, and, and I think I had to have been doing it for a few years to really get it, right? Um, is that the summers are kind of slow and mellow. Um, not as many people <laughs> want apps. But the minute the fall hits, right through till the new year, it's just ridiculously busy. Um, and I didn't know that in the first few years. I just, I freaked out every summer. I just <laughs> lost it. Um, and now I'm like, oh, so now I can actually have a vacation because, <laughs> you know, I understand how, how things, how things ebb and flow in the business. Um, I think something that I didn't know as well, and I could probably just attribute that to my youth is really how much relationships matter in terms of business and, and your business and getting new business. Um, relationships are everything and without them uh you really you can't you can't build a business you can't 
you can't have a startup. It's, it's all about how you relate to people. Um, I think I had some inkling of that when I was a project manager because it really was my job to, to sort of uh, manage all the different moving parts of, of the project and interact with you know, the tech team, the design team, the account team. Um, and so I think that's what I was doing, but I wasn't really clear on just how important building those relationships were um, and how critical they are to, to, to business. And so that's, that's something that I would, that's, that's a word of advice that I think that I, I would also pass on is, is your relationships are going to be everything. I'm always curious with founders, and it's, you might have more than one, but who's a founder that you admire and why? Ooh, that's a really good question. I have so many. <laughs> Can I say, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's not someone I could, I could name, but I will say that th- th- this kind of founder is, is, is one that I find to be inspiring. It's, it's people that when things aren't always great and they can be forthcoming about it and honest, you know, as, as a founder and talk to the team and say, Hey, you know, whether it's we're having a rough month or yeah. we have to shut down or our buzz, our business model does not work or we've got to pivot. I think those types of founders who can do that, um, who can take the L so to speak and sure. still keep going. I think, I think those are the types of founders that I admire the most. What's the next big milestone you're focused on? <laughs> um, I like the laugh. Well, because I don't know if I want to say it. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I think I, I want to continue to what. So because of all of this, uh, you know, purpose-driven business and purpose-driven work that we've been doing, what I'm thinking of doing is actually shifting, shifting the entire mission of the agency to, to do more work that way. So that, that's, that's a milestone that I think I'm, I'm still formulating, but it's something that I'm leading towards. So that could be exciting as well. Um, and, and just, you know, let's, you know, I'd love to probably join, join a, a VC firm as a, as a partner at some point too. Um, I think I'll, I will assess uh, once I'm done with my ERR program. Uh, typically, when you're in an EIR program at a VC firm, it means you're, it, it has typically meant that you're working on your next big idea. Um, but that's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm good in terms of startups. I think I've done that. And I think I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to, to step onto the other side. And so the work that I'm doing is really refreshing. Um, and I definitely, as I mentioned before, think that that's that's another way to a significant way to make a significant difference. So I think that um, maybe moving into a, a partner role at a at a firm is is something that I'm looking forward to to, to potentially doing. For listeners out there, uh, how can they follow what you're doing, your work, your journey? I know you're on Twitter and you've got a website. Maybe you can share a couple places for them to follow along in what you're in what you're doing. Those are those are the primary places. I am more active on Twitter than I am anywhere else. Um, I do have uh, a desire <laughs> and a goal of mine to blog more mm. and talk more about my journey um, in that way. But I, as of as as of right now, I've not been able to do that as much as I would like. Uh, so I would say Twitter is the number one way to to reach 
reach out to me. I am fairly responsive, as you well know. Yes. Um, and what's um, the handle? The handle is at Sean Morrison, at S-I-A-N-M-O-R-S-O-N. Awesome. Yeah, that, that is how we that is how we met. And yeah. if, you, if you follow Sean on Twitter, you'll see her website and you'll see yes. you're you're very good at your Twitter bio. It's got cross-culture ventures and backstage and <laughs> a book and a link and all sorts of things. The, yes. oh, the one thing I love on your website, and I just have to say this, the ultimate multi-hyphenate. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to ask you who wrote it and you wrote it, but it's great. I did write it because you know what I, I I also am a Gemini so I you know I'm a jack of all trades and I like to do a lot of different things and so I think I think that the website does a really good job of representing and showing all of the different things that, that I'm involved in so yeah I am thank you for listening to this episode of the founder's mind check back this week to listen to Sean on the founder's mind tangent where we discuss how doing good in the world is good for business on the next full episode, I have Roman Bodnerchuk, founder and CEO of N5R AI. Make sure you don't miss any awesome wisdom from guests of the Founders Mind and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play and follow along on social at the Founders Mind. You can also find more information about guests, their book recommendations, and other insights on thefoundersmind.com. Going through all of this insanity and try to bring new ideas, make them a reality. Illuminate in the thoughts, make it a priority to implement what you learn, what you get is what you be. In a world full of noise, hard to find that clarity to try to lead subtly, never full of vanity. And try to change something small or try to change humanity. Power forward through the dark, founder's mind is what you see.